What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Addison, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Sophie, and I'm the other co-host of this podcast. Happy December, week two in December. Um, If you are in college or maybe in high school, this might be your final season. So happy final season. Um, And I mean that with a sincere heart. Like, it's all about the mindset, you know? Like, if you say happy final season, like, maybe I'll start believing it, you know? Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, are finals happy? No, obviously. But you know what is happy? The opportunity that we have to get an education. Yeah. Because there are many places in the world that you don't have an education. And I've been really, like, trying to rework my heart to be a little bit more grateful than it currently is. Um, And... I was on the phone with my mom. Um, a little vulnerability moment for you guys. I was actually sobbing on the phone with my mom. <laughs> I was like, I'm just so tired. And today was awful. And I lost my calculator. And she's like actually laughing at me. Like I am crying. Tears coming down my face as I drive to Subway. And she is like chuckling at me because I'm like losing my mind for no reason. Um, it, was, like, it was just like one of those days where like everything that could have gone on. It was actually, it was the day we recorded for last week. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's and the I calculator just, story. It was it was the calculator, you guys, and I just was like tired and telling her about it, like really made me break down. But she was like, "You've gotten to have so much fun this semester, um, and you've made a ton of memories and built a lot of relationships, which is awesome. And like, all at the same time, you've been doing a lot of things, and like, it's so fair to be exhausted, but also like, you have nine days left. Like, put your head down and work." Like, it's not time to have fun anymore. It's time to work. And, like, you can do that. And this is an opportunity that you get to have so that you can fulfill the mission that Christ has put on your heart, like, in the future for, like, your future profession. Um, So, like, go and do that courageously and obediently. And that was, like, encouraging to me because it's, like, yeah, this sucks. And, like, I hate – like, yesterday also was really hard. And I was, like, man, I'm just so tired. And, like, today looking at my calendar, I'm, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I, But it is true. It's just, like – this is what college is and like this is what high that was high school too it's like it very much is just like okay like if i am like pursuing something that i feel like the lord has called me to then like let me do so obediently and joyfully so that it may not be done in vain like the process to get there is really hard but like man how sweet it is to be an obedient faithful servant like hold unswervingly so like happy finals indeed praise god for the opportunity is to get an education and like also at the same time have fun with your friends also, let's talk about the fact that if you're in college, like I'm about to say goodbye to all of my best friends for like a month. Like that's so sad. Yeah. And <laughs> also, like I was thinking about this next semester, like I'm just going to have a completely different schedule. Like I'm used to seeing the same people at the same yeah. times every day. And I'm like, wait, you guys, like what's your schedule? Because we've got to do this next semester. We've just got to find another time. You know? Yeah, I'm like can we be in the same bio class again like I need y'all in my lab yeah yeah it's like wait I have to kind of start over again like yeah new classes and I was like hold on like I like my routine (laughs) which has also been something to cope with is like change in classes once again you know yeah and I feel like we just got settled at this one (laughs) yeah yeah it's like oh this is the time I have to leave to go to this class I gotta figure out my timing and stuff yeah like barely like two weeks ago I finally got it (laughs) like it was bad yeah but man what a cool opportunity to get to meet like all new people and I know in high school it's a little different it's like they're not necessarily changing all of your classes if any of your classes um but like coming into the school year with the renewed mind of like okay not the whole new year new me but like 
low-key like new intentions like a fresh start you know fresh start for sure Foch. Foch. that's what my friend says reset yeah yeah you know nothing quite like a quick little reset and like speaking of resets to live as christ <laughs> that wasn't a very good transition we'll, we'll work shop it we'll work <laughs> on it <laughs> what to say and then i just read the first like four words that i saw in my bible um but i was like i don't think that that was that's not even four words uh, no it was just like i looked down and it was there and i was like perfect um but i guess that's true on a more accurate note though for this week's topic philippians 2 welcome to week two of the series of the philippians and we had a lot of fun talking about philippians 1 last week and philippians 2 i'm just like even more excited about because it just goes all over the place we just like had a deep discussion about the last two verses of this chapter because i could not mentally wrap my mind around it and so if you kept saying the same thing that my commentary was saying but i like couldn't understand either of them and i was like what um but we figured it out and I can't wait to talk about it. So the first section is Christ's example of humility. And to be, okay, I literally, I read this this morning and I was like actually almost in tears over it because I was like, this is just so beautiful. I was like, I could cry thinking about it, but I'll let Sophie talk about it for a little bit. Yeah, it was so good. I was like, man, I I had like, I have little margins in my Bible and I was like writing notes. And then I was like, I just don't have enough room. So I just started screenshotting like what I wanted to talk about and I just started like labeling it different things so on my desktop there's just like a million and one little screenshots um so because it was just so good um but the first part so if you haven't read Philippians 2 go and read that because it is so good so awesome it's my roommate's favorite passage in the whole bible um and whenever she said whenever I told her I was talking about this she was like this like just get ready like this is gonna be so awesome and I was like okay I'm so excited now so the first verse um we'll just walk through it like we did last week verse by verse the first verse says so if there's any encouragement in Christ any comfort from love any participation in the spirit any affection and sympathy and it goes on but let's stop and talk about that so I was doing some research about this I was talking about how Paul was kind of asking almost a rhetorical question here um because like whenever I was reading this at first I was like well of course there's comfort from love of course the spirit is participating and I was like like does he not believe that um and this commentary just answered it for me and they were talking about how he's asking a rhetorical question um kind of like of course Paul knows that all these things that he just listed are true um and then he goes and talking about how the Philippians need to be unified by having the same mind. Um, and I think oftentimes when I read that, I'm like, oh, yeah, be unified. Yeah, 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 whatever. Um, but something that I was kind of struck by is he talks about being unified. And then in the next couple of verses, he talks about ways to be unified. And so this topic is very uh, important to Paul because he spends time talking about it. And not only does he tell them to be unified but he gives them tangible examples and so um i think it's important to take note when there uh is like emphasis on a topic i mean it's important to take note about everything in the bible but especially when there's like emphasis so he talks about a lot about humility in the next couple of verses um and talking about looking to the interest of others which was such like a breath of fresh air when i was reading this because um in our like culture and everything it seems like there's a big push to look out for yourself 
um I I've even found myself saying stuff like that like oh yeah like gotta be kind but also like have to make sure like I'm I'm doing like I'm taking care of and things like that and so I think that this was really convicting for me of yes like we say like count others more significant than yourselves but um am I actually living that out when it's uncomfortable for me or when it puts me at an inconvenience I think oftentimes I'm like yeah I'll count you more than myself when like I don't have three finals next week you know but um genuinely counting others more significant than yourself even when it's inconvenient for you which is we talked about something similar last week about um being all in for the gospel and so then it talks about goes into these next few verses talking about how um Jesus humbled himself and it walks through the gospel which is which was super powerful and um so verse verses five all the way to the end basically talks about it something about this like section that was really impactful for me is um I was reading about why Paul wrote this um because I was like okay yeah like this is the gospel like this is amazing but like kind of not like why did he write this but also like what was his heart behind it more of so much and like yes I always need to be reminded of the gospel um and something that this commentary that I was reading said is that Paul gave this passage but this whole letter to equip the Philippians to endure the hardships that they were experiencing and he gave it to them to help them understand Paul's hardships and he gave them gave it to them to help them practice unity in the midst of hard times and I think that's something that I've missed before um like actually diving into this passage is that yes it's so important to be unified in all circumstances but it's probably a lot harder to be unified unified when you're going through hardships and it's like especially in the philippian church when there was facing a lot of hardships they couldn't afford to not be unified they needed to be unified to withstand everything that was being thrown against them and so i think like having that mindset today is so important because i don't think we have that mindset but i think if we did we would have such an impact on the kingdom instead of like competing against each other um and like so much disunity among like the church as a whole um instead of like coming together and uniting and like fighting together I think is super important but um the rest of this section talks about um Jesus and his humility like I said I think something that really struck me that I'm going to read from the same commentary that I have been using is that um Jesus was humble and there's like a million and one ways that they listed how he was humble and I was just like, wow. Um, but just Jesus's life, he just lived a humble life. His birth story, thinking about Christmas, that was humble. He was born into um, a family and he was a baby. He wasn't, he didn't come as a man. Being a baby is very like humble form. He was uh, born into poverty. He was born um, into, and uh, this is, says, an obscure and oppressed place. Um, he was humble and he was humble um, in how he chose his disciples and this list goes on and on about all the ways he was humble and then it gets into like the cross and he was humble in the agony of his death Um, he was humble in choosing and submitting to the cross and that was really impactful to me because we were talking about humility in this section 
And I think that um, we're like, yeah, be humble as Jesus was humble. Um, and I think sometimes I just miss or I forget the fact that um, Jesus didn't have to go to the cross. He chose the cross and he was he humbled himself. It was like a very humble thing. And so I think um, that was just something that I was impacted by in reading this passage. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I think just the humility of Christ is really something that like personally I can learn from a lot. Um, and I know that many other people can also. Um, I like don't want to skip over the fact that verses seven through nine, like seven through the rest of that little section is just like one of the most beautiful pictures of the entire gospel that I've like ever read in my entire life. Um, and just like one concise, I'm just going to read it and then I'm going to talk about it. But verse seven, it says, but emptied himself by taking the form of a serpent, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name that is above every other name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that the that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Um, like that is the gospel, and that has the power to bring somebody from death to life. And I think that so often we forget it. And like, that is what Paul is all about. That is what I am all about. That is what Sophie is all about. That's what as believers, we should be all about. Like our entire life should go to the fact that this is the gospel that we as Christians believe. If you're not a believer, not a Christian, it's something that you could believe. And it's something that could have the power, does have the power to literally defeat death. Um, I don't know why, but like, for some reason, I think that I just like, I don't know if I forget or if I've just been like, I see God too much as a friend sometimes. It's like the like the world is really pushing. And like, this is a good thing. Like, yes, we should see the Lord as a friend and Jesus is my friend. And like, oh, he's always there for us and our greatest confidant. And yes, absolutely a hundred times true. But so like, he is also somebody that we should be standing in reverence to. Like he is also somebody that looked at death in the eye and said, no, and just literally rose from the dead. Like, why do I not like stand in utter reverence and fear to a God who does that and yet still calls me by name like the lack of fear that I have in the Lord like and it's said in the Bible many times that we should have a healthy fear of the Lord and there's like a boundary with that that we need to find but also like that said like man why do I forget how powerful the God is that I serve the God that I serve is um I just think it's like sad that that loses power and like that loses like a part of my heart every day when I'm like not standing in fear to God and like when I'm just treating it like it's a checklist of like oh I guess I gotta talk to God but like no this is the God that like actually defeated death and he wants to talk to me like it, he doesn't just like like I don't know he's not just like oh it's like okay if like Addison talks to me today it's like he wants a relationship with me he wants a relationship with you and like because of our relationship with Christ we don't have to be like there is no death that's like I was singing a Christmas song for some reason. They like have really been like emotionally <laughs> draining for me this season. Um, just I think because in every like like joy to the world in Noel and like all of these other songs like Hark the Herald Angels. If you like actually listen to the words, it's like all in reverence. Like it's all from a place and from a heart of like man, I'm standing in awe of the Lord of like joy to the world. The King has come let earth in i don't know the words okay but like basically it's just like such a beautiful like i don't know i i just think that like i often forget and like 
genuinely I don't remember which song it is it's a Christmas song but I was like taken aback by the fact that like the words were that death does not exist anymore and I was like yes death exists like yes death exists it still happens all the time we're like it was like the same night as silver taps we're like um an AM tradition is like to honor students that are lost within the month they have silver taps and it's just like a memorial service um on a tuesday night of the first tuesday of like the next month um and i was like death does exist and death has a name and like these people are dying without knowing christ and that is even more so death like that is death squared if that's a thing like that is what has been defeated is like yes people physically die but like death has no power and death does not exist in the fact that like you have a choice like every single person has a choice once the gospel has been presented to you you have a choice of whether you are going to live and bow in heaven like this says every knee should bow in heaven or if you're going to bow on earth and under the earth like that is in your hands and like man like it's just my encouragement the fact that like there's so much hope and so much joy and so much peace found in the power of the gospel Um, and that kind of is what is talking about in the next section when it goes into verse 12 saying therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed so now not only and not only as in my presence but much more now in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is god who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure um i think like one of those big things that enduring word is a commentary that i'm reading um pointed out that i was like kind of struck by is the mirroring of obedience in verse eight of chapter two still it says and being found in human form he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross and then now it's telling us to be obedient like that is something that we can do to honor the fact that christ was obedient to us or to his father not to us um it's just like also being obedient to the standards in which that we're like called to uphold and like wanting to reflect christ um i think like a big part of this can be absolutely misunderstood and like miss like construed if you read it incorrectly so like do not do not read this and think oh, I have to like work to earn salvation because there are other religions that believe that. There are other religions that believe that. I do not believe that. I don't think you have to work to earn salvation. I don't think you can work to for salvation. I think that genuinely we have nothing to offer. I know that genuinely we have nothing to offer. Like there is no good in Addison Wimbish other than Christ. And like if I had to work to earn salvation, I simply would not earn it. Like I would be dead. Because we do not deserve it. Not a singular part of me deserves what Christ has done for us. So do not walk away from this episode thinking that you can earn salvation. When it's saying that you should work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, A, reverence. Awesome. Reverence is like standing in awe of God and his power. But B, it's saying work out in the sense of the work is completed. This is like actually this quote kind of like really summed it up really well for us. Um, there's a sense in which our salvation is complete in the sense that Jesus has done a complete work for us, but still there's a sense in which our salvation is incomplete in that it is not yet complete work in us. So yes, salvation, like a hundred percent done on the cross, 100% done on the cross. Yet we can take it a step further. This is like the sanctification part of Christianity that I think a lot of people miss. I think this is the difference between believers and followers. Like there are a lot of people who believe in the gospel, 
there are also a lot of people who follow the gospel and it's like if you're a follower you're also a believer but if you're a believer it doesn't necessarily mean you're following um and i think like obedience in that we should be becoming more like christ we should be exemplifying the fruits of the spirit and um standing in utter fear of the lord and walking with him and having relationship with him that is why he died on the cross so that we could have relationship with him and we could confess sin and become um, more like christ not christ we're not trying to become christ but more like christ it talks about that a little bit later um but it's just like this idea of working out and our salvation was complete on the cross it's not complete in us yet because we're not perfect and we never will be but like striving to become more like christ and then once we are in heaven with Christ, we just get to worship and praise. And it's going to be awesome. Um, and then I think like a really big part of the commentary that I was like, dang, that's really good. Is that It says, this tells us to give attention to our own salvation. Sometimes we show great concern for the work of God in others and not enough for his work in us. We should care about the souls of others, but this care must begin with our own soul. And I think that is like so convicting for me because it's like I often find myself talking to my roommate and being like, here, these are ways that like, I think that you could grow and like do all these things. And I like forget to do them myself. Like that is just hypocrisy. Um, But it's just like, man, it's just like, (laughs) why am I paying so much attention to others when I need just as much work? Like it would be a shame if y'all listen to this podcast and think that we're perfect. Um, So like, don't listen to this podcast and think that we're perfect because we're all being sanctified um, but yes, moving on to verse 13, um, verse 13 says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Um, Paul here gave the reason why Christians must work out with their salvation and fear and trembling is because God is working in them. Um, we take comfort in it. God works in you. Grace all sufficient dwells in you, believer. There is a living well within you, springing up, using a bucket. Then keep on drawing. You will never exhaust it. There's a living source within. Um, it's a quote by Charles Spurgeon, I think. Um, it's just like this idea that since God has completed the work of salvation, since Jesus Christ died on the cross, taking on all of our sin and dying and defeating death, and is we are now doing work he is now doing work in the Christian itself. I think like the hard part for me was like, what does it mean by like both to will and to do and then like for his good pleasure? Um, Like the reason Christ had to die on the cross was so that we could have relationship with God. Like that is like the entire point of the gospel. It's like the biggest love story in the entire world because God like so badly craved relationship with his people and he takes pleasure in relationship with his people. Um not because we deserve it, because like he created us and he wants relationship with us. Verse 14 through 16, do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Like, dang, how cool is that? That we could possibly be lights in this world if we are just reflecting more like christ um because i like truly believe that as christians as followers of christ you will stand out and like there are going to be days where like you are just like the generation that is next to you there are days where i'm just as like disgusting and filthy like i am disgusting and filthy like truly like we are just sinful people Um, and there are days that i blend in with the world a lot more than i wish they did um and that's like hard, but it's also like giving yourself grace and like room to grow. Um, but like there's opportunity 
to say no to things that most people would say yes to. There's an opportunity to say no to underage drinking. There's an opportunity to say no to sex outside of marriage. There's an opportunity to say no to gossiping behind your friend's back so that you can reflect the father who loves all of us more than that. And like, there's also grace for those who do. And like, you should not shame people because of their sin, because you are also worthy of shame in that sense. Um, And then it continues on Verse 16, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you should also be glad and rejoice with me. And he just like closed that out by being like, I am rejoicing with you guys and you should rejoice with me. And like, I think that's really sweet. And of just like, we can celebrate each other. And, like, no matter what kind of growth there is, it's important to, like, rejoice in the work that is being done. Uh, Paul's life was going to be a sacrifice for Jesus Christ, either in life or death. And this is, like, a source of gladness and joy for Paul. And he wanted Philippians to adopt the same attitude. So that's, like, he's encouraging them to be, like, whether Paul died as a martyr or any sense of that, like, if he was killed for the sake of the gospel, like, take joy in that. Because Paul is taking joy in that. And that should also be our mindset. Um, so that was like a long-winded version of that little section yeah definitely Um, and then going into the last section so the first like couple of verses verses 19 to 24 talk about timothy and um paul talks about how timothy um served alongside paul and that he um worked for the sake of the gospel and paul speaks highly of timothy um, and that he he also um, it says in the first verse so that I too may be cheered by news of you so he expects to hear good news from the Philippian church which just shows his love for the church and that this isn't one of the churches that has he's had as many problems with I guess you could say and then um, he talks about how he hopes to also see the Philippians one day um, and he hopes this in Timothy soon which is just kind of like really cool that he just really wanted to see these friends and these um, partners in the gospel and that he was like looking forward to a day where he could see them soon. And then the next verse, part of the verse till the end. So verse 25 to the end talks about this guy named Epaphroditus. Okay. I think that's how you say it. I'm having some hard time with that. Um, but this part was really cool. So the first verse, verse 25 says, I thought it necessary to send you Ephroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier and your messenger and minister to my need. So um, I was reading about this guy and basically he was a messenger to Paul from the Philippian church. So he was like the in-between man. And Paul calls him these three things, brother, worker, and soldier. And I think that those are three really great words to describe people around you that are your friends that are on the same page as you um, when it comes to like the gospel and that are serving the Lord. Um, Paul called him his brother. It was a relationship that like they enjoyed. They were like close. They were they were pals, you know, Um, they were a worker. They both knew that there was a job to be done and they were both out there working and doing it. And he also called him a soldier because there was a battle to be fought and that they were going at it together. And so I think that was really cool um, because I was like starting to think about it. And I was like, man, I like see people in my life. I call my sister. Um, but then I also like call them 
worker or call them soldier and so I think it's really cool like to look and see like who are the people in my life that will call these things and like let's run this race together kind of kind of that was what I was thinking and then um it talks about how he was sick not not Paul but Ephroditus and that um God had mercy on him and Paul was really like grateful that um Ephroditus got better because he says he would have sorrow upon sorrow if um he had it and so I think that just shows like his deep love for his friend how he was like I would have been so upset um and so he was then it goes into how Paul was just excited to send him so that um they they can see like how much better he is so then the last verse um is the one that I was like man I don't know what this means it says for he nearly died for the work of Christ risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me and I was like hold on I thought that Paul liked the Philippian church like what's going on here like I thought they were like on good terms and so um I think like a literal transition translation or like a literal like thinking of it is just that like the Philippians did something wrong and Paul is like condemning them but after I started like researching it and understanding it I realized that Ephroditus was like like it says earlier he's a messenger between Paul and the Philippian church and because of this um I started to understand that the Philippian church like wanted to help Paul and they wanted to support Paul and they had great intentions to help him but it was Ephroditus who actually um went to Paul and helped him he was the messenger and so he delivered um everything that the Philippians wanted to give him um whether that be like money or something that some sort of service or whatever it may be I'm not sure what it was but um it was going to talking about how the Philippians had really great intentions they really wanted to help Paul and you could tell that like they they wanted to they loved Paul they they were like anything you need I'm assuming they would say that um but they didn't carry out the action and I was super convicted of that because I was like man how many times do I have a good intention like oh I need to reach out to that person and ask how I can pray for them or like oh I need to be intentional in this class I'm going to um and talk to the person in there that I have become friends with um but good and like good intention like doesn't always mean action so I think that this is something that has been really convicting of me is like what actual actions whoa that's a lot of words that sound similar (laughs) what tangible actions do I take that that are like for the gospel and for Jesus and not just something that that I like say I'll do or that I think about doing um because because that's not that's not effective that doesn't do anything and so um Ephroditus was the one who was taking the action on behalf of the Philippians yeah man Philippians 2, guys, is so good. Um, very convicting stuff in there. So give it a read. Um, if you haven't read it yet, I feel like if you listen to this entire episode, you should have already read it. But if not, give it a read now and you'll love it even more so. You can make it your devotional for the week if you want to. But honestly, I think that's about all I have. So I'm going to pray and then... We'll wrap it up. Heavenly Father, I come to you and thanks for the opportunity it is to get to sit down and read your word, Lord. I thank you for the gift that it is to have a relationship with you um, and for the gospel, Lord, that you sent your son to die on the cross for us and that he defeated death and conquered sin, um, rising three days later, just so that we could 
become more like Christ, Lord. I pray that that is our hearts and that is our intention as we go into um, the rest of this month, into a final season, into whatever season it might be, wrapping up another quarter of work, Lord, and into a new year overall, Lord, that we are able to reflect you and learn more about you and lean in deeper reverence to you, Lord. Um, you are kind and you are good. It is seen in so many ways, Lord. Um, have your hand over this season that it may be one of fruit and one of joy um, and not disgruntled and grumbling and all of the things, Lord. Um, help us to reflect you more and get Sophie and I out of the way. Let your words be heard. Um, and any words that were not from you just fall in deaf ears and it's your son's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Um, we love you guys. We're praying for you. Just a few quick announcements and we will be on our way. Um, first of all, we have a blog called brokenvesselsblog.com. If you want to go check it out, there's lots of posts on there. Go read them. We also have an Instagram called at our hearts surrendered. And this is a place where it's just a really fun time. It's a party over there. And also if you need prayer, go ahead and DM us over there. Or you can go ahead and email us at our hearts surrendered at gmail.com. You can also reach us that way. Those are some ways you can talk to us to reach out to us. And um I think, oh, lastly, uh, if you want to leave a rating and review, just go ahead and scroll down below on whatever platform you're listening to. I think that's everything. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. And let's strive to live in whole arts surrender this week. Bye.